This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Delighted to bring uh, a guest to the show today who's got a very unique footballing story. He's only set to turn 21, but already he's been covered in the media in Scotland and even down south multiple times. He came through at Livingston, making his debut only four days after his 16th birthday. He's been on trial with clubs such as Manchester United, Rangers, Sunderland, and there was even interest from Liverpool as well. Now playing his trade in Northern Ireland, Matthew Knox, thanks for joining me. I am delighted to be here. The, the first thing I want to ask you about, Matthew, is your break breakthrough to, to pro youth, because as we're going to come to very soon, you've been, it seems like, and you know this yourself, you've been very well known from a really young age. So when did you break through and first become a sort of pro youth player? Um, I was still at school. And um, a matter of fact is I was, it came up, all came about doing, uh, what, do you know how you do work experience at school? Yep. So it came about as work experience, like the school, obviously I got to that age and the school said to me, right, you need to go out and find your work experience. And I was like, work experience, like, oh no, like I've, I've never ever thought about getting a job in my life. Like it's just been football. Like what am I going to do here? So obviously panic stations, what am I going to do? So I was in playing with Livingston as a kid and I was only 15. And uh, I got in touch with a guy, Jim MacArthur, at Livingston and he kind of sorted me out getting into Livy doing work experience so training with the training with the first team so that's what I've done for my work experience and um, it was Mark Burchill that was a gaffer at the time um, and I went into work experience for I think it was three or four days and um, to, <laughs> surprised myself to be fair I've done quite well and uh, I didn't even think I was that good but um, I went in and I've done quite well and I remember they were playing Stenhouse Muir in a friendly because it was pre-season on the Saturday. And on the Friday, Mark Burchill put, like, took me in and says, like, um, do you want to play tomorrow? And I was like, Jesus, like, obviously that was massive for me because that was kind of the start of breaking through into full-time football, which is something that I always wanted to do. And in terms of that sort of breakthrough. I mean, I mentioned earlier, you make your competitive debut just four days after your 16th birthday. What was it like yeah. being so young and being involved with a first team? Because with that, obviously, I imagine comes immense pride, but also maybe a wee bit of pressure as well. Well, I, I know because at the time, I was obviously still so young. Like, you, you didn't realise how young I was. Like, I was only, I'd only just turned 16, so I was still a kid. So, to be honest, like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I, there wasn't a thought in my head, like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. It was just go out, enjoy it, and play football like you've always done, really. So, that's all I've done. I just kind of treated it as I was playing with my mates. Do you know what I mean? Like, but again, like, that comes with, obviously, you need you need to find the 
the balance of obviously playing with your youth team on the Sunday and the difference it is playing with the first team on the Saturday because it is it is a job. Do you know what I mean? Like you're playing in front of fans that that pay pay their money to watch the game. So it's it's you need like you're playing to win. Do you know what I mean? So it's it is a lot different, but I never felt any pressure or anything like that. So I was I was all right to be fair. And in terms of that debut against St Mirren, what do you remember about your your debut? Were you nervous, or as you say, did you just take it in your stride? Jack, you know something? I I actually can't remember a lot about it. I remember we were we were four one up, and I was warming up, and um, it was David Hopkins that was a gaffer at the time, and he shouted on me, and I remember running down, taking my my waterproof off because it was pissing down rain. Running down, taking my waterproof off, taking my putting my strip on, and running onto the park. And apart from that, I can't remember anything else. Well, I took a free kick actually. Um, that's the only thing I remember in the game. I took a free kick, and it was probably the worst free kick I've ever hit in my life. Do you know um, Gary Glenn? Yes. Played with Hearts and that. Um, he took one before I went on, and he it was a screamer right into the top corner. And I remember stepping up to hit it. He gave me the ball and he said, just do what I'd done. And it was honestly just nothing like what he'd done at all. Trundled into the goalie's hands. So apart from that, that's all I can remember. You, you mentioned David Hopkin there. What was he like with yourself? Because in Mark Burchill, you obviously originally had a coach that was a forward himself. David Hopkin, of course, played in midfield. Was there a difference between Burchill and Hopkin? Um, not really, to be fair. Because before Butchell left, Hoppy was his assistant. So obviously Hoppy coming in being the gaffer, like you knew how he worked anyways. Like it was always just Hoppy. Do you know what I mean? He was a great guy. Like I, like he was good with all the boys. Like it was, it was, and it didn't. You didn't feel any pressure or that. It wasn't too serious. Like, but he was. It was it wasn't much different to be fair to what I can remember anyway, for Mark Burchill, because as I say it was it was it was early doors with with Mark Burchill when he was there. So no, I can't say it was I can remember it being much different to be fair. And the thing that's interesting, you you make your debut as we say just after your sixteenth birthday. Your first start for the club is is against Rangers. Not only that, yeah. you set up the winning goal and it's a one 0 victory. So talk about the perfect start. I remember that well, to be fair. Um, I knew I was starting the day before, so uh, I remember I remember getting new boots. Like, obviously, I was just turned 16, like I was buzzing. Getting new boots for the game and uh, coming out to it, obviously lining up in the tunnel, we said, like, the players, you could, you could hear, you could see the fans. Like, I've, I had never seen Almondville at the time like that. And all the Rangers fans, full house, it was packed. And I was thinking, like, oh, no. Like, I, I have, I, I was nervous, eh? But then getting into the game, it's weird. Like, all the fans, but you just forget about them. And you, you hardly hear them, like, when you're playing. And then, obviously, setting up the goal to win 1-0. Big Craig Halkett helped me out with the cross. So, uh, it was that was probably one of my best memories in football, to be fair. 
after that game, David Hopkins, some quotes from him, he described you as a phenomenal talent and he said there's a lot of clubs interested in him. He's only turned 16 and he came out and put in a performance like that against the top team in the Championship and probably one of the top teams in Scotland. He didn't look out of place and it's a great credit to the kid. See, when you're playing for a club like Livingston, you're having brilliant performances against Rangers. You've got your manager raving about you. You've got the fans raving about you. What was that like for you at the time? Because you were very well known at 16 as being Matthew Knox, the, the football manager, wonder kid. The, the interest in you from Manchester United, from these clubs. What was that like at the time before you went on trial to these clubs? Is it something that, I don't mean to be disrespectful with saying this, but is it hard to uh, believe when you think I'm a 16-year-old kid in Man United want to see me? Uh, yeah, it, it, like, it is, to be honest. Like, See, at the start, like you're just obviously playing football, working hard, wanting to play every week, or even even just going into training at that age. Do you know what I mean? Just going into training with the first team and train, playing football every day, like that's every kid's dream. Do you know what I mean? So I was lucky enough to do that. But then when, like, obviously the big clubs start knocking on the door and you're still at a very young age, I didn't take too much thought to it, to be honest. Like, I never thought about it too much. Like, I never let it get to me nothing like that so I just kind of took it in my stride to be fair and just whatever happened happened but I remember one time obviously I was down training with United and I came back up the road and obviously I, I never ever knew what was going to happen I never put any thought into it or anything like that but I remember sitting one time and I was just thinking to myself like this like this doesn't happen like this doesn't happen to me do you know what I mean like what's going on but no if anything it was a Take the experience out of it, like it was fantastic. You, you mentioned Manchester United there. What's it like? How, how do you find out that Manchester United want you to go down and train? Does David Hopkins pull you one day and tell you? Is it someone from the club? How do you find mm. out about that? <sighs> to be fair, I actually can't remember, to be honest. It was more, I was, um, obviously, David Hopkins was a gaffer. And for what I can remember, for obviously going down and training at these places, like they just kind of pull you in and say, like, look, pack your bags, you're, we're, we're sending you away next week to go on trial at, at Man United or whatever it is. And I don't know, just I can't really remember, to be honest. It was a while ago. And but, see, see when you get down to Man United, yeah. what happens when you arrive there as a trialist? Because... We all know if you're a first team or youth player, you know where to go. When you arrive as a trialist, who greets you? Where, do they send you to a particular changing room? What happens there? Um, I went down and I remember the man, I, I went down, I got picked up. I think I got picked up in Falkirk one day by a guy called Stuart, which was one of the head scouts at Man United. And uh, I kept in touch with Stuart, actually. He was, he was He's Scottish as well. He's a great guy. And he drove me down and we stayed in a hotel um, the night before I went into training. And he just drove me into Carrington and driving down to it, it's like just big bushes and like the, you feel like there's nothing there. And then you just come up to the gate, obviously gates and it's it's massive. And he took me in and uh, got me settled in. He put me into the, I think it was the under 18s changing room, got my kit and stuff and just kind of, because I was still nervous. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it's, it's a, Scary thing going into a, a new changing room, like anywhere you go, never mind Man United, do you know what I mean? So I went in, got myself ready and just kind of went out to training to 
try to act as normal as I could, to be fair. And in terms of the training, what was the standard like down there at United? And any players that you trained alongside that are in the first team now, for instance? Um, during training, I trained with players. I remember training with the under-18s. And the coach said, we were playing a game, and a co- the coach said to me, well, the coach said to the boys, um, Marcus is coming down, so it should be a good test like for the defenders. And at the time, obviously, I never knew who that was. It was obviously Marcus Rashford. And obviously, at the time, he wasn't playing with the, with the first team. He was just obviously a good prospect with the youth. And I, I actually, I can't, I can't remember training with him, but obviously he was the one that went on to be, to play with the first team. And also Scott McTominay as well. He was in my team, the team that I trained with. Um, trying to think of other players. But the difference was 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 quite a lot to be fair. Like the technical side of it was unbelievable. Like all they done was worked on stuff with the ball. And I had never really done that before. Obviously playing with the first team at Livingston, you don't really work on your technical ability. It's all about preparing for the match on the Saturday. So it was it was a lot different. I've read a, a, a previous interview with you and you described Carrington and training at United as Disneyland for footballers due to the facilities and the standard of coaching. Is it, See, when you get a taste of that, is it, well, is it hard not to want more of it? Aye, of course, because that's I had never experienced anything like that. Like, being at Livy since I was a young kid, obviously you get the boys that are at Celtic and Rangers with the, with the facilities, like I knew, like I know, I knew a few of them at the time. And they have the facilities and the, the, the coaching and do you know what I mean? So I never experienced anything like that. And then going from Livingston to Man United and seeing this big massive training ground with like the gyms and the hot tubs and everything like that, it was like like what am I doing here? Did you have any but interaction no, it, with the likes of Pogba, Zlatan, even Jose Mourinho? Because although you're training with the, the youths, I imagine they're still in the same building. Yeah, um, the only really interaction you had with them is when you're eating your lunch, like because they they ate in the same the same lunch, the same dining room. So after training, if you were up getting food or whatever, they would be like kicking about in the in the kitchen and that. So I got to see them, but obviously, I never never spoke to them on that. Like it was just kind of in the passing, like you seen them and you're like, they're all bigger in person than what you actually think. And, and and see when you're see when you're down there. I mean, one of the people that is in charge of the youth down there is Nicky Butt. Was he involved in any of the coaching yeah. that you were doing? Aye, he was. He was always overseeing the training sessions and the wee games that they that we would play and stuff. He was always standing watching. So I remember that. But he wouldn't really get directly involved. He would just let the coaches do their do their thing. And as well as Manchester United, down south you were also at Sunderland. I believe you were also at Tottenham as well. What what were the differences between those clubs and, and, and United, or were they not different? Were the facilities just as impressive and and as grand? Aye, they weren't. It, it, there wasn't much difference. Like even the caliber and player, like they're they're all still so technical, and obviously the facilities as well. They're they're still amazing. Like. Um, so it was there wasn't really much difference. I think that's obviously the difference down there is the facilities that you get compared to 
back home in Scotland because obviously it all comes with like money and stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? So that's really the difference. Like the is the facilities. As well as the the experiences down south and the trials at clubs like United, you, you impressed against Rangers as as we talked about earlier. They were very very interested in you. What was it like when you went into train with Rangers? There's a famous picture where you're training and Mark Warburton is is watching as you're as you're playing around. Well, I, I loved I loved it when obviously they came sniffing about like that. It got me very excited because, I, as I say, I was still so young, so. If I was to move there, I would still be at home. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, and the facilities at Rangers as well, Mark Warburton was a gaffer. And I, when I went into train with them, I wasn't training with our 23s or under 18s. Like, I was straight into the first team. So that made a, a big impact on that as well. Like, it showed that they were, like, very serious about me. Do you know what I mean? So that made me even more happy that they had just chucked me in with the first team. And I was in there for a, just under a week. And then, obviously, it just kind of fell through when I went back to Livy. It was going on for a wee while, and it's obviously never happened, which was a bit disappointing. See, when you're training, with the, Rangers, see when you're training with the Rangers' first team, who are the big characters? And the difference between, obviously, you mentioned being at United in the dining room with these big characters and you maybe don't go up and speak to them. But when you're actually training with the first team, I imagine you do get the chance to maybe grab a word yeah. with a senior pro or pair up with somebody in training. I um, I remember, obviously, Kenny Muller was, was still there when I was when I was there and he was really good. Uh, I think he kind of puts his arm around quite a lot of the young players when he was at Rangers. So when I came in, I kind of kind of made me feel a wee bit more at home, like, spoke to a few of the, obviously him, um, who else was there, like, Hope, he's now at Livy, but he was at Rangers at the time, and um, he was for Edinburgh as well, so I travelled in with him um, one of the days, and uh, Lee Wallace as well, uh, big Lee Wallace, he was he was great with me, um, travelled in with him, Hope, so I felt, I felt welcomed, like, so that was, that was good. And, in and terms obviously, of- after training, going up for like going up for food and that as well. Like, I sat at the table with them, no bother. Like, and as a young player, like that's massive. Do you know what I mean? Because you watch their players on the TV, and then getting the chance to actually train with them and and sit and interact with them is is different. Like, and when we talk about yourself with these massive clubs, um, the time at Rangers, expecting to get a move there. How do you then handle it when you go back to Livingston and it's clear that for whatever reason you're going to be with Livingston for the next couple of seasons now? And again, I don't mean this in any disrespect to Livingston, but at the age you were at of 16, 17, I imagine when you're in at Manchester United, Tottenham and Rangers that going back to Livy uh, uh, and, and trying to fight for your place and, as you say, basically prepared for another game week in, week out was was different to maybe what you were expecting given the experiences you had at such clubs that we've talked about? Well, I but as well as everything that came about, like, I loved every minute at Livy. Like, I loved going into training. Like, it, it was like going in with your mates, do you know what I mean? Spending every day with them for the past three years. Like, so you were going in, you're having a, like, having a ball, do you know what I mean? So I loved every minute at Livy, so I was trying to think it as, like, well, if it doesn't work out, then, like, I'm still here, like, I'm fighting for my place, playing in the, like, playing in the first team at Livy, 
um, obviously knew that it wasn't going to be easy and I wasn't going to play as much in the first team because I was still so young. But no, I, I didn't really take it too much to heart. I just kind of said to myself, well, it's been good experiences, like kind of learn from it, do you know what I mean? So that's what I've done and I, I got back into training with Livy and just kind of tried to focus on that. You, you you played for Livy on, on a few occasions, but you also had loan spells, East Fife, Berwick Rangers, of course, as well. Yeah. Did you push for those loan spells or was that a club decision? Um, I think it was a bit of both, to be honest, because being so young, I knew that I wasn't going to play as much in that Livy team because it was a strong side. Like the, the boys that were there had been together for a good couple of seasons and they were right close and had a good understanding of each other. So, and I think the club knew that as well. So we kind of both worked it out. I went to, I went to East Fife um, for, ha- I think it was half a season I went to East Fife just to kind of learn how to play football. Do you know what I mean? Like properly. Because as I said, playing with the youth on the weekend and then going into playing first team football is night and day. It's totally different and it's, Obviously, you need to grasp grasp the fact that you're playing for the three points. Do you know what I mean? So, going it alone was probably the best thing I could do. Just keep pushing and, and try and play first-team football at such a young age. And in terms of those loan spells and in terms of your career, I mean, you, you moved permanently to, to Brecon after Livy. How did you deal with the fact that there was, for instance, national newspapers, I wouldn't name them, but national newspapers putting articles out saying, what ha- what's happened to, to Matthew Knox, the, the Manchester United and Rangers trialist? Was was that part of it hard to deal with? Because for me, from the outside looking in, I would find that hard to deal with. I mean, you're, you're turning yeah. 21 shortly. I imagine nobody can prepare yeah. you for that level of attention. Nah, it is, it, it's strange, but being involved with the media so young, obviously, as you say, for getting all that like attention for being so young, it comes with learning. Like you kind of know that the media is going to be like a bit different towards things. Do you know what I mean? So coming coming out living signing for breaking and seeing all that, it's just kind of like, well, it is what it is. Didn't take too much interest in it to be honest, because it wasn't. It was I'd had nothing to do with it, so. I just kind of blocked it out, to be fair. Didn't take much interest in it. But I think I was by that time, I was done with the whole media stuff and everything like that. Like, when you're young, it's good because you're like, wow, like, in the paper and people are wanting to interview and that. But then as time goes on, you're like, well, it's not really all that, to be fair. And that's, that's the side of it that I, I was desperate to get you on for because there will be guys listening to this um, that are maybe wanting to be footballers. They'll even be former players listening in and they will be they, they will have had this feeling that you've had where you get attention when you're young. It seems great, but at the same time, eventually you want to just block it out and go on with your football. Brecon was the club that, that you do to do that. In the end, was going to Brecon and really just getting games under your belt a relief more than anything else? Basically, just getting back to enjoying playing football, to be fair, to be honest. Um, going there, obviously, trying to adjust to the part-time side. Um, only training twice a week, playing on the Saturday, it was it was a big change. But um, you get used to it after a while. It's not as it's not as heavy 
Um, but it was just to get back playing and, and actually enjoying playing football. And so, obviously, I chose Brecon to do that. It was a bit of a travel, like, but... But, um, no, it was good, like... You choose Brecon, you have the travelling there. See, when the summer comes and you were out of contract and a free agent for the first time in your career, was, was there any nerves at all from you? Or did you believe that it's okay, I know I'm going to find a club and I'm going to get that opportunity to, to prove to everyone that, that I'm a player and that I can develop? Because as I, as I keep saying in this interview, you're, you're only turning 21. So it's not yeah. as if the way some of the articles make out is if you're a 34-year-old journeyman. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're 21, yeah. you've got plenty yeah. of time to, to show everyone yeah. what you're capable of. Well, that's it. I like obviously I, be, when I was at Brecon, like a few of the laughs of the boys and that, like so, like some of them would say, like, "Ah, oh, shut up, you're about thirty year old." Like just because obviously I've been about for that for that long, being so young, but um, no, it was a bit of both to be fair. When I left Livingston and I didn't have a club, I was excited, but I was also nervous at the same time because there is thoughts that go through your head, like because I have been about for so long. Like, am I going to struggle to find find a club like here, like obviously in Scotland, or or am I or, or am I going to find one easily? And different thoughts go through your head. And I kind of when Breaking came about, I kind of jumped at it to be fair because I hadn't played in a while, and I just wanted to get back playing. So so I took it like after Breaking. Nervous when you don't have a club. Absolutely, the, the nerves are, are key. After breaking Warren Point is the destination in Northern Irish football, was that something that you were excited to, to take up because it really was a fresh challenge in the sense that it was out of Scotland and it gave you a platform and it's given, given you a platform to, to play your football and express yourself without, as we talked about, getting the same old, oh, you've been about for 20 years every five minutes. Hi. Hi. Um, to be honest, I, I did not have a clue about coming over here like it came about so fast like I didn't have any notion whatsoever that I was coming I just got a phone call. I remember I was sitting in my room I was sitting in my room watching the telly and I got a phone call and it was like um, there's a team in Northern Ireland um, that are interested and I was like alright um, who is it and he said, he said Warren Point and I was like yeah like I didn't, I didn't know who they were. Like obviously, I never followed Northern Irish football. I never followed Irish football at all. So I looked them up and I thought, ah, it's that'll be that'll be good. Like a change of scenery, going somewhere that brand new, fresh start, and it gives you a chance to kind of be it on your own. Do you know what I mean? And fend for yourself rather than staying in your comfort comfort zone and playing back home. So so I took it and I'm I'm over here for the year and so far loving it. In terms of the gaffer you've got now, Barry Gray, he's someone who is is synonymous with, with Northern Irish football. What's he been like with yourself? Because he seems like the sort of guy that is a tough taskmaster. But if you if you buy into what he wants you to do, then then he'll be there for you every step of the way. Oh, hundred percent. The the group of players that we've got were really tight together, and not even the group of players like obviously, as you say, Barry and his assistant Dykesy as well, like were. We're, we're right close together, like in every training session and all the games and stuff. Where the team spirit's great at the moment because obviously we've been winning games as well. But when I first came over during pre season, um, training with the lads, getting to know them and stuff, it, they were re all really welcoming. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're great, a great group of boys. Like, 
So all round, like, I it is it is really good, and I'm enjoying it. Like, so hopefully more to come. Like, obviously, because we're playing really well as well at the minute. You're a striker. You love scoring goals. Talk me through your goal against Portadown. Um, I remember we were getting beat one 0 at half time, but we came in at half time and we were like, we've played most of the game in their half. We're 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 playing well. It's, we're all over them really. So we were just kind of saying to ourselves like, keep keep fighting, keep plugging away, and we will get something out of the game. And. Uh, I remember the striker, Swanee, had the ball and he went down and he tried to get a foul, but the ball broke to me and I just kind of hit it, to be fair. And I hit, to be fair, I think the goalie kind of helped me out. Um, so, nah, and we, we scraped a point for that, but we deserved more, to be fair, to, to remember in the game. And there's been a few games like that as well that we've came away with a point, but we've definitely, definitely deserved more. Given your so journey I, so far, how much did that goal mean to you? It did mean a lot um, because it gets me off the mark as well for the start of the season. And it, obviously scoring early in the season is always a good thing um, to, set, to obviously get you off the mark. So it was good. Obviously during the game, I never thought too much about it because we were in the middle of the game. But after it, it was, I sat down and thought like, hey, that's at least I'm off the mark now. And in terms of the characters in that Warren Point dressing room, you've talked about the fact it's been a good start to the season. It's a tight-knit bunch of lads. Who are the big characters that really keep the dressing room going? Well, you've it's obviously you've got the, the Belfast boys and you've got the boys for Dublin. And to be fair, it's hard because I feel like I can understand them, but sometimes they look, up, look to me and they're a bit like, what, what did he just say? <laughs> like they can't really understand me, so they, I kind of get it a bit tight. But um, for both for both ends, to be fair, so but no, it's a good laugh. Like, and as I say, we've only got the Tuesday and the Thursday to be with each other, so we kind of make the most of it. Like, we've got obviously like a players' room up the stair and stuff, so we get in there and we we interact with with all the boys as much as we can. So I think that helps massively, for obviously like team spirit and everything like that like you know all the stuff like that like so I it definitely helps last two questions for you Matthew uh, you've been very generous with your time and thank you for that the the first one being what is the future for you what do you want to achieve in the game because as we've talked about a fair few times you're only turning 21 you've had these incredibly crazy experiences where you've been training with some of the biggest clubs in the world that guys like me can only dream of. <laughs> we can literally only dream of that. You've done it. Um, is, is your aim really to, to try and find a place at Warren Point where you are at the moment to, to really start, enjoy your football, score goals, and then just see what it takes? Because yeah. I imagine you've got a point to prove. And, and as I say, from the outside looking in, and I've said this to you off air, I'm rooting for you because I would love to see nothing more than than you to prove that the critics wrong. I well, as you say, it, it, it was a good experience being at those places and those team and those those teams, but that's all it was like. It was an experience, and I just need to put that behind me and coming over here, a fresh start, and obviously, Warren like like kind of learning about Warren Point as well, like the the club that they are obviously coming through and like uh, like doing what we're doing now, winning games every week, 
I think it's just that that I'm that I'm looking forward to the most. Like trying to get myself obviously playing in the team every week, enjoying my football again, winning as many games as we possibly can and seeing what it takes us. I'm not really looking too much into the future to say like, oh, I want to be here or there or anywhere in, in this time or next year. I'm just kind of taking it day by day and and seeing where it takes us and and hopefully hopefully that'll that'll do like. I think that's a refreshing attitude and, and, and everyone at CFB wishes you the best with that. Just before you go, what advice would you give to young players, particularly that are coming through now? Because you know this because of the headlines, the social media, there can be a lot of pressure placed upon young players. What would your advice be? Because, as I say, it, there's a lot of noise out there. Aye, there definitely is, especially with social, social media these days as well. But to be honest, like, if I was to say anything at all, just don't read too much into it. Like, just do your own thing, work hard and try and enjoy playing football as much as you can because it is a short career, as everybody knows. So just try and enjoy it as much as you can and see as, as much as you can get out of it. Brilliant, Matthew. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, mate. No worries. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave and Shells will all be open They'll be filled with song They'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make her home in